everyone. Welcome to Passionate Potential. I'm Aristasia, your host, and my purpose is to help you pursue your most passionate life while finding your full potential within. So for today's episode, I have a special guest and friend. We've got Kate Sullivan, and we're going to just kind of openly discuss through some of life's curveballs and how she learned to find acceptance in unexpected life changes, both in her personal life and her career. So, Kate, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Kate Sullivan, or my pen name, I'm a writer, so I go by Kate Sully sometimes also. (laughs) So I mostly write young adult fiction, but I do dabble here and there with some other genres. Um, I also love to read, of course, it's where my love of writing comes from. I've always been a huge fine arts person. I was a dancer, I've done theater, I've played a multitude of instruments. Um, I used to do cheerleading in high school. Which, fun fact, we did all those things together. Oh, yeah. We used to have tons of fun. (laughs) So uh, we went to high school together, and we actually did theater together, cheerleading together. Um, I did your dance photos way back in the day. Ended up being your cheer coach at one point. Yep. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, to say that Kate is creative is, like, an understatement. (laughs) I like to think so. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, funnily enough, I actually have recently found myself in photography as well now. I did a little modeling for Aristasia in the, in yes. the uh, previous years that we've known each other, but it's fun to be on the other side of the camera now, too, and learning that part of my creative self that I didn't really know was there. <laughs> Just always, like, uncovering little buckets of creativity. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's so funny how this path, like, of my life just keeps showing me more parts of the fine arts world that I am interested in and passionate about. Um, Because like I said, I mean, I've done a lot of things in that field already. I danced for years. I initially went to college for dance. I ended up switching to yoga, ended up switching from there to writing. (laughs) Uh, I've done a ton of things with music. I'm now doing photography. I've started learning how to paint and I'm loving it. So it's funny how I never really expected any of those things to happen because I always, as a child, I thought I was going to be a dancer forever. And then the older I got, the more I realized that I wanted to do other things in the arts too. So earlier we were talking about your initial pivot, which was you went to college for dance and you had this idea in your head that this is what I am, this is who I'm supposed to be. Um, So I think we should talk through that and like kind of how that changed what your feelings were on it, what your feelings are on it now, and just like that whole process. Because I think one thing that a lot of people do is they'll put themselves in buckets where they say like, this is what I have to be, this is what I should be, versus what am I actually passionate about and what do I want to be? Exactly, yeah. So I was a dancer my whole life. I mean, since I was probably two years old, all the way through high school, and I danced as much as like a full-time job, (laughs) hours-wise, outside of school. Mm Um, And I went to college to an art school to be a dancer. And by this point, I had started having some knee and back problems. And I ended up having a couple of surgeries on my knees. And then halfway through my freshman year as a dancer in college, I ended up falling in dance class one day. Long story short, I saw doctors, they reevaluated some of my injuries and decided it was really best for me to stop dancing now. Uh, 
rather than later. They thought I was going to hurt myself even more if I continued dancing and I might even risk some serious uh, irreversible inju injuries. So yeah, so that was a big pill to swallow. I mean, my whole life I'd been a dancer, went to college to pursue dance, wanted to be a dancer on Broadway. That is kind of where I saw my whole life. And it, the first thing people would ask is like, oh, who are you? I'm a dancer. <laughs> That's your title. <laughs> exactly. Not and, I'm Kate. I'm a dancer. <laughs> I am a dancer. And suddenly that was gone. So for the oh, first few God. months, it was really hard to accept that because I didn't know what to do next. I didn't know what major to switch to, if I should even switch majors or if I should just drop out altogether. I had a hard time letting go that of that part of myself because I wanted to dance. I saw the other dancers' performance and I wished I was up there with them. So it was very hard initially. So curveball number one. <laughs> yeah, so that obviously was not expected. <laughs> um, so I ended up coming home for the summer and decided not to go back to school because I didn't know what I wanted to major in yet. And I figured why waste the money on college if I don't even know what I'm doing there. And for the next year, I kind of just did some soul searching. I made some new friends. I strengthened my relationship with my then boyfriend, now husband, um, and worked a couple of different jobs. And eventually I kind of realized I've also always wanted to be a writer. It's just not something I necessarily thought I had to go to college for or had to pursue as a career. I thought it was something I would just do as a hobby on the side forever for myself. So why? So when you say that like I was, you always had it as a passion, but you always kind of put it on the back burner and on the side. What do you think like was going through your head to make you think this is only a hobby? Is it because like, like you said, you just, you had been a dancer since two? Yeah. Or was it like, did you think you weren't? capable or was it realistic like what was it I think there was a couple of things I think a lot of it came from just that I had been doing dance my whole life and I spent so much more time with my dance classes and with that conditioning and stuff than I did with writing writing was something I would do in class I'd finish my work early mm -hmm. everybody else was still working so I would write a little story for myself that would make me giggle and feel good and that was the end of it I didn't even start showing anybody else things that I'd written until high school. And even then I would only show teachers or extremely close friends that I would <laughs> trust not to make fun of anything I'd written um, because I was sure it was terrible. And I'm honestly back then it probably was, but, <laughs> um, but I loved it. I loved reading and I was always that kid like in the library in my spare time reading. So I don't know. I kept it on the back burner just because dance was such a bigger presence in my life. And it felt like something I didn't want to pursue as a career. It felt like something that I wanted to keep more of a personal interest okay. in. I was afraid that if I made writing my career focus, that it wouldn't be as personal to me anymore and I wouldn't be able to write what I want. I would have to write oh. what the industry expects. And like society And what pressure exactly. I couldn't and... write the characters or the stories that I just wanted to. I would have to make sure they fit into a specific genre, fit the tropes mm. of that genre, things like that. Um, think about age groups and if it's going to sell. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I was afraid to put myself in that situation. Um, because I was afraid I wouldn't be able to find a happy medium ground between yes. what I want and what the industry demands. Yes. So I think that's a big part of it too. So I kind of just didn't pursue writing. It was something I did as a hobby in my free time or to I would journal to kind of help me with anxiety yeah. days. Yeah, it became kind of like 
a, a mental health coping. Yeah, it really did become almost like a therapy. And I would often, there's a strategy in writing um, or in creative writing at least called write what you know. And even if you're writing fiction and fake stories, if you take things that you've experienced in real life or moments that you've seen, things that you've felt and put them into a fictional story, it can be extremely therapeutic. And I think that's something I was doing not even knowing I was doing it. Um, and yeah, just during that year after I stopped dancing, I kind of started writing a lot more and I realized how much I really, really did mm -hmm. love it. And maybe I should just bite the bullet and pursue it because I don't know what else I want to do. Right. <laughs> so it's almost like being forced out of that mindset of like, this is what I have to be allowed you to open up to. This is what I could be. Like, exactly. The pressure was off of like, I have to. It was like, oh, well, I have nothing else on the line right now. So might as well. Might as well. And give I it figured, a go. <laughs> you know, I there's a college down the street from my house. I can get in as a transfer student easier than as a incoming freshman. Yeah. And I could do a lot of things with an English degree. So even if writing doesn't work out, I could do I could do a lot of things with that. So I decided it was a good um a good next step and I ended up becoming an English major and I fell in love with it. I found my element and I'm like, "Wow, I am clearly such a nerd and I love it." <laughs> um, and I just like up until that point I hadn't realized that I was that passionate about anything besides dance. And once I really submerged myself into that world of writing, I realized I'm way more passionate about this than I ever was about dance. And I didn't even let myself know that until I was older. But Do you um, think that people often don't realize that they have other passions? I, yeah, I think so. Uh, and a lot of it probably comes from that fear of like, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever the fear is that holds you back, we all have a fear that right. holds us back. <laughs> we put ourselves in buckets. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's just funny. Like once I became an English major and then went on to become a creative writing major, I now have three college degrees with it. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so funny how looking back now, I can look at my dance days and say, yes, that was fun and I loved it and I was passionate about it, but it is so not where I was meant to be. Writing is where I was meant to be. And it's so funny because even going into that English degree, like I said, I thought, oh, well, I can use this for multitude of different career options. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to depend on my life being a published <laughs> author or anything. Okay. I could be an so editor, some pressure off. publishing. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. The one thing I swore I was not going to do with my English degree was become a teacher. And now, a few years later, I am about to become a teacher. So right, that's another number unexpected, two. unexpected moment. Um, and again, in hindsight, I'm like, of course I became a teacher. Look at how much I loved school. Look at how, yeah, you were really good at how school. much I loved my classes. I was good at them. I got good grades. And... I'm teaching at the school I went to. Obviously, my teachers liked me if they asked me to come back and teach. So, so question: Why did you? Why did you have that that thought of like I no, I'm never going to become a teacher. Like what? What went through your head with that? Where you're like that is off limits. Um, I, a couple of things. I think part of it is that there's like this stigma built mm -hmm. around English majors where people think that's all they can do is okay. teach. Um, so part of me was like, I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> and I think part of it also was that 
I had never considered teaching at the college level because at the time I was still in undergrad and yeah. I would have needed more degrees. I didn't think I'd ever go to grad school either. That's something else I decided on later. And I didn't like the idea of teaching kids. I had taught young dancers and I had taught mm-hmm. in like third grade before as a teacher's aide. And it just wasn't my thing. Stressful. It was really stressful. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just not suited for teaching young kids, I don't think. So that was part of it too. It held me back from really exploring that as an option. Um, but then throughout my bachelor's degree, I grew to love my major so much. And my teachers were like, you should really go to grad school and pursue creative writing. So I listened and... Of course, my parents were like, yeah, that's a great idea. So I'm like, okay, everybody, I'll do it. Um, And of course, I fell in love with that program too because I'm a huge dork. And I've been out of school for almost a year now and I miss it. So that's crazy. I'm like, it's, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, it's amazing. (laughs) I'm jealous. Yeah. So, like, looking back, I'm like, well, of course I'm going to become a professor. Like, this, it it makes makes sense. sense. I love college and I love creative writing and English classes and that's exactly what I'm gonna be teaching so yeah it makes sense now if if somebody had told me at 18 this is where I'd be I would have not well that's the thing though is like you have to go through the steps of life of like sometimes whether it be failing or like something changing drastically or whatever it is to get to who maybe like you were meant to be and sometimes that's like opening up your mind sometimes that's like moving losing a job like like you said injury etc but it's interesting like I've always said that one of my like things I always say whether it be like in relationships or friendships or in career is the writing is on the walls like sometimes the writing is on the walls it's like right there in front of you and we don't see it because we put this like this little cloud over our gut feelings and over our judgment and you know we'll we'll kind of like suppress a lot of who we are or you know, ignorance is bliss. And sometimes the writing is on the walls. It's like, it totally makes sense. Like you said, you always love to write. Right. You loved school. <laughs> like, it was right there in front of you, it but like so you had obvious. you had to get there on your own. Like, <laughs> I fought it so hard. You fought and it. I didn't even realize I was fighting it. Like, that, it's... And that's the thing. Is it's not like you're yeah. literally being like, I hate this part about me. Like, you just don't know what you don't know. And if you've exactly. always had this mindset of, nope, I am this, and this is all life is going to offer me, of course, that's what you're gonna kind of pursue you're gonna pursue what you're kind of putting out there right oh of course well and it's like it's just so funny how how things change without you being ready for them at all and yet you are like you hindsight changes everything when you look back it's like wow I was ready for that because look at how much I grew from that and look at how important that moment ended up being for who I become today or where I have gotten to today um like for instance if I if my tragedy quote-unquote with leaving dance hadn't happened I probably wouldn't be with my husband today I'd be living in a different state somewhere I would probably be in a lot more physical pain and have more surgeries under my belt like I, I try to think about, wow, where would I be if things hadn't changed so drastically? And I'm so grateful that they did change right. the way they did. Even though at the time it felt like the end of the world. I'm like, if I'm not a dancer, who am I? <laughs> but I I was Kate. like and, and I still am. And I don't have to have yes. these titles. And 
look at me now, you know, yes, I'm a writer. I'm also a photographer. I'm yes. also a musician. I also do things. Like, I just You're found open a to way whatever you want to, to try everything I wanted to try and, yeah. and do new things and take the curveballs as yep. they come instead of fighting them. I'm like, why not? You know what? I'll try it for a bit. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And we'll move on to something else. We'll um, figure it out. Yeah. Take the next curveball. Start teaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I, so I always had this like mindset of like, it's a little bit different from yours, but kind of similar. It's like, I'm a photographer, right? Right. And the thing is, I still am a photographer, still am a wedding photographer, still super, super passionate about my career. But because I put myself in only that bucket, for the longest time, I didn't allow myself to pursue, like, I'm also an artist. Like, you can paint for more than a hobby. And, like, oh, I'm also a business mentor. Like, you, like I'm not only a photographer, I run a business. <laughs> like, right. I can help other people run their business like I think that you have to open it, up yeah. your mind to like we tend to opportunity yeah we tend to like categorize ourselves and then when things don't fit in that selected category we shun them away like yeah, yeah, exactly. even, even if it's interesting it's like well that doesn't fit with this current it, path it, I'm on yep. and there's no way we can take any detours that's not okay so <laughs> Um, but the thing is, I mean, the detours are going to happen whether you want them to or not. Yep. So I, I've just kind of learned that like through those hard steps and through those unexpected curveballs, like you can find silver linings, you can find the next passion, um, an opportunity. Yeah. The next opportunity you can find different paths and they don't all have to align. Like, um, you know, I used to think also when I started writing that like, okay, now everything I have, everything I do has to be related to being a writer, but that's not true. I wanted to do theater. I wanted to start right. painting. I wanted to explore other things too. And who's to tell me I can't, you know? Right, like, like the big world. I was the person <laughs> telling me I couldn't. Well, that's the thing. Is like, there's <laughs> no one, you know, like we're adults now, so it's not like, you know, we have that person over us saying what we can and can't do with our time. Like we're adults, essentially we can decide what right. we want to do, but we get in our heads and we're like, I can't do that. Exactly. And that's and not who I am. <laughs> whether it's the self-doubt about the talent or the skill, or it's the, the doubt about being successful or failing or not. Imposter like, syndrome. Yeah. Um, I, I think we all deal with all of that to a certain extent. Um, and we all get those unexpected bumps in the in the road of on our plans you know like, like self-discovery <laughs> right that's what's the stupid cliche phrase like life happens when you make plans oh, like, gosh. <laughs> like i mean it's not wrong right um you know like i i had this image of what my life was gonna be and i had that my whole life i'm like this is where i'll be when i'm 25 yeah. i will be a dancer on broadway this is my past yes. and at 18 when that path was suddenly blocked off and i was told turn around like nope <laughs> I was like but but where else can I go <laughs> there's no possible other road from here yeah, like no there's a one way <laughs> um, yeah and I think that it just a lot of it came from fear I was afraid that if I tried something new I would fail yeah I was afraid that I wouldn't love anything as much as I loved Ooh, dance that's a good one too um yeah so then that you know it kept me from trying so going like so now that you've kind of done all this like self-reflection you've done a lot of like soul searching what how would you say like going forward you you might handle like trusting your gut more being my, more open like because I feel like those like fears are like deep-rooted in us yeah so like what um, would be your way of like handling that in a 
better approach or so I'm trying my best right now <laughs> to do that um I because you start teaching soon I start okay. teaching for the fall semester first time ever. it's the first time okay. I'll be teaching <laughs> and I remember the day I got the text from the dean of the department offering me the classes and in, immediately I was like yes you have to take this Yes. And then immediately after that, I thought, no, you can't do this. You'll fail. You'll be a terrible teacher. Oh, all the so you, you almost say no. let all those fears take over. But I stopped and I said, hey, my gut reaction was to say yes immediately. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Whew. So I did. And I got really excited after that instead of scared. Like, I had that moment where I was really scared and I thought, I shouldn't take this. I'm not qualified. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. Why would they choose me? Why would they ask me? Yeah, like, I don't know if this is if this is really, really what I want after all. Like, I had a lot of doubt creep up immediately, but I shoved it down. I said, no, I'm saying yes to the job. <laughs> and I did. And as soon as I sent that yes, and she's like, okay, like, here, you know, here's your yeah, next Yeah, just sit steps. with it. You're like, like, oh, shoot. I... This is so exciting. Yes. I'm like, I'm so pumped. I'm going to go work on my syllabus. Like, I <laughs> felt like such a dork. But I also, like, I got excited instead of more scared. Yeah. And do those moments still creep up? Like, yep. of course, almost once a day, I have a moment where I'm like, am I really qualified to be a teacher? I don't know if I'm going to do okay this fall. I'm mm -hmm. definitely nervous. But I am just as excited and I'm just learning to lean more into that and yeah. to acknowledge and accept that the anxiety about it is there and that that's normal because we all have those self-doubts. Absolutely, But, yeah. you know, and there's probably going to be days where I'm like, I could have been a better teacher today. I'll do better tomorrow. Yeah. Like, there's going to be days. But for the most part, I'm just learning to focus more on the excitement. And if the excitement's not there, then that's my sign that maybe I shouldn't be there either. Um, yeah, and so just like trusting yeah. your heart and trusting your gut. And that's definitely something I didn't know how to do yet as an 18-year-old freshman in college, but... Can you blame yourself? I have learned, <laughs> yeah, over the past several years and over finding my new path and going to these different schools and different majors and now ending up on these different career paths and it's just taught me a lot about myself, it's taught me a lot about what I love doing and there's no reason to continue keeping that from myself. Why right. wouldn't I allow myself to chase the things I love doing if I'm able to? Fully embrace that, yeah. It's one thing if life literally will not allow something to happen yeah. because, I mean, you know, life happens. But <laughs> So many things, yes. Um, but, like, if I'm able to take a chance and try something, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And... I'm excited to teach. I'm in, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. And the way I'm the way I'm viewing it is like, hey, I'm gonna take it. And if it doesn't go that well, and I don't love it, then I won't come back next Curve semester. Curveball number like, exactly. eighty. <laughs> I'll figure something else out then, because I always do. I've figured it out every time. So what makes me think I can't do yeah. it the next time? Like I've learned to kind of accept that viewpoint on life too. Where like, look, I've made it through every single one of my worst days ever. Yes. So I've got a hundred percent track record. Like <laughs> I'm doing great. Okay. Why can't some I are take more on challenging than challenge? others? But like at the end of the day, like right, you did it. I'm you, right. And you learned from it, and you grew from it, and doesn't mean it wasn't dark or it wasn't challenging. Exactly. Or... And yeah, in the moment, it feels a lot different than when you look back later. Um, I think hindsight always does that, you know, hindsight 2020, yep. like you, you get a different perspective when you can reflect on the whole situation instead of just that moment. 
Um, but yeah, like I just, I've kind of learned to recognize that even when dark moments happen, even when big curveballs and unexpected things happen that we're not ready for, we, we'll figure it out because figure it we out. always do. Like, Forget that tattooed. <laughs> exactly. We'll figure we it out. figure it out. <laughs> What's your inspiration? Will you see? Will you I had see? 80 curveballs in one year. Yes. Life is a bit of a hot mess, my dear. <laughs> it was a really, really rough time in my life. But I figured it out. Right. Um, exactly. And I just, you know, not that I've had a bad life, but I've been through a lot of bad things. I've been through yeah. a lot of hard things. And... I can look back at that now and say that, like, you know what? Those made me who I am. Those made me stronger. I got through it and became better for it on the other side. So I'm ready to face the next one when it comes because I know it will. (laughs) Right. It's not all daisies. Exactly. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's an ever – ever going journey like it yeah you know it's we're always going to continue growing and it's still something I'm working on like I said I mean I've got a lot of self-doubt about my current curveball <laughs> that I'm taking on but I'm still taking it on yeah. because I'm I'm excited I'm learning to accept my excitement and really lean into that passion instead of letting the fears hold me back from them like they used to so speaking of passion you have a lot of them yes <laughs> um would you say that so, like, obviously, all the passions you named are very artsy, right? Right. But would you say that there, like, is room for more passions in you? Like, are you just going to keep being this? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I, being a writer and a yeah. reader, I think I tend to, like, romanticize a lot of things oh, about life. Yes. And I am that way about myself, too. So, like, when I love something, I love, love it. it. <laughs> and I get excited about new things pretty easily and they might not all last forever like I've picked up hobbies here and there where I'm like this is my new thing and it's so fun and then I like get bored of it after a few months and move on to something else but you know I think we all do that as well um but yeah I mean I I am definitely a very passionate person especially about those specific like artsy things like I I get really into it like I get really attached and emotionally invested in those things and I've learned to lean into that in the good ways instead of letting the fearful and doubtful emotions yeah. be in control. So in in the Facebook group, one time I think I, I asked something along the lines of like, what's your biggest passion? And there was a couple of people who commented like, I don't have one. What would you recommend seeing as you are like the magician of all passions? <laughs> you have 80, 80 billion <laughs> passions. Yes. What would you say for someone who struggles with having a passion? Like... And, um, and this is totally on the spot, so I'm sorry. No, I didn't warn okay. you about this question, but, like, that's, like, that's something that I think pe- some people struggle with. Like, you and I are very naturally passionate, and I think part of it does come from, like, being artsy and stuff. But, like, what would you say to someone who's, like, I can't find something I'm passionate about? Um, I would, I would ask them first, what, where are you looking are you only looking at things like hobby or career choices? Mm. Because sometimes you're not necessarily passionate about a job field. It's not always a college major that you're passionate about. Um, And, you know, like, I mean, I love college. I'm about to be a professor. And I still know it's not for everyone because not everyone is passionate about school. And not everyone's passionate about a specific categorized major or whatever. Um, 
but maybe you're passionate about your kids or yeah. about your significant other or about your dogs. Like, my dogs are my babies. I'm very <laughs> passionate about my dogs. Um, and, it, you know, it might seem silly or, like, yeah. simple when it's not a big grand yes. thing or it's not a career but that doesn't mean you're not passionate about it. That doesn't yeah. mean you can't love it with your whole self, that you can't be excited about it. I'm passionate about the freaking sky. Like, Same. I go I outside clouds. at night <laughs> and squeal like a little girl, like, look at the stars. They're so pretty. Like, yeah. I'm passionate about the sky. And that's enough. Like, even if that was all I was passionate about. It doesn't about have it, to be this grand masterpiece. It doesn't, it doesn't always have to be have, this, like, big yeah, painting or something. It doesn't have to be a career choice it doesn't have to be one of these hobbies and I think that's probably what people are doing when they're like what's your passion they think oh okay hobbies or activities what yes. is my passion there Ooh, that's a good way it to put it it doesn't have to be one of those things you can be passionate about people you can be passionate about a particular emotion even yeah. I know people who are very passionate about being angry <laughs> and they've admitted it where they're like yeah I know I don't have to be as angry as I am but like I don't know it makes me feel powerful like oh goodness like, they like therapy. yeah or like with pride <laughs> like people can yeah. be passionate about their pride yeah um not all passions are healthy but <laughs> but I, I get what you're but, saying yeah, though where like, it doesn't you know have to be I mean? like an it activity doesn't have it could to be... be a career it doesn't have to yeah. be a hobby it can be a lot of different things you can be passionate about the clouts you can be passionate about your family you can yep. be passionate about traveling and seeing new things about I'm passionate about school because I love learning. Like, yeah. And sometimes I think people just don't think about that. And they, they put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah, and they yeah. put a lot of pressure and expectations about how, like, oh, if you're passionate about something, you have to be able to monetize on it. Yeah, or, or this needs to be, can, like... if you can, great, but you don't have to to be passionate about something. And they want it know? to be, like, their label. Yeah. Right. Like, so, exactly. So, like, like I could say, like, I'm an artist, and that is one of my passions, but, like, for example, if, like, I'm passionate about clouds, I wouldn't be, like, I'm a cloud extraordinary. Exactly. <laughs> so, I feel like people put pre pressure on themselves because yes. it's, I'm like, a, a connoisseur of the stars. Yeah, literally. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's this label of, like, right. expectations of, like, now this needs to be my persona. People want to attach an identity to it. Yeah. And <laughs> you can do that, sure, but... You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, the <laughs> expectations that we place on ourselves, that society places on us, um... A lot of times our parents place things on yeah. us without even knowing. Like, I, I think those expectations get in the way and then that, you know, we have those self-doubts and those fears and those get in the way. But I think everybody's passionate about something. They might just be looking extra hard in the yes. wrong area. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone has a passion. Yeah. Like you said, just not a, there just doesn't need to be so much emphasis yeah. on it being like an activity or career choice or something. Yeah, and well, and you know, life happens like maybe you just haven't figured it out yet I yeah. didn't realize I was going to be passionate about photography and right and that's I, a new one yeah I was like picked up into the world I didn't necessarily make the leap in either I was asked by a friend to help out with some stuff and I like this. before <laughs> I knew it I was a solo photographer and I'm like wow okay like here Look at I me am go. this is awesome <laughs> um and I never expected that yeah. um so that's also something you know like Try things that be open-minded. Yeah, if you know, if you're not a hundred percent against trying something, go but get a bit of try. You yeah. might love it more than you think you will. Um, and that's you know, like I've discovered new passions every year. Like yep. I discovered how much more passionate about certain things I am than I once realized. 
Okay. Well, that's some good advice. <laughs> that's a solid answer right there. Um, let's have you share where people can find you. Um, I am on Instagram at kkatesully, and I'm also on Twitter at katewrites. And where could people find, do you have like a blog or where they can find your book? Or? Uh, my book's not published yet. I'm still querying agents, but hopefully soon I'll get representation Heck and yes. I can move up in the traditional publishing world. And if not, self-publishing is definitely an option also. Okay. So we'll see where it goes in the next couple years here and I'll get a website up soon, I'm sure. Gotta start blogging. Pivot, I know. pivot, pivot. It's another, it's another thing that life is throwing at me lately in my mind. I'm like, I should start blogging. <laughs> <laughs> onto the so. onto that hobby. Okay, and then you guys can always find Katie or sorry, Kate. Sorry, oh, I'm used to calling her Katie. That's you can always okay. find Kate in the Facebook group Passion and Potential on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Aristasia A R A. S-T-A-S-I-A. And then if you loved this episode, please share it with someone or leave us a review or DM us and let us know what you thought. And that being said, till next time.